This is episode number 21, What the Mind Can Conceive and Believe It Can Achieve, Napoleon Hill. Today, I'm going to share with you an interview I did this weekend with Clinton M. McCoy, author, mindset coach, and physical trainer, as we talk about setting a mindset of success in 2019. Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of the Marquise Braden Podcast. You know, I'm always excited that you decide to join me each week right here in the podcast. I want to thank you for your ratings and your reviews on the podcast. So those of you who are brand new to the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review because I love to read them and it inspires me to keep going with each and every one of these episodes. Also, you can download the podcast to your iPhone or your Android utilizing either iTunes app or the Google Play app to your phone. So before we get into the topic that we have for today, I wanted to let you know this weekend I was at a conference that was an opportunity for me to build relationships as well as to gain and glean new knowledge for my business. And while at this conference, I had an opportunity to meet new people and to really engage in the opportunity of learning more about others' business. And the reason why I want to share this week's interview with you was because I was invited to this particular colleague's home and we shared about 30 minutes of a conversation on mindset, learning more about how to set up a mindset of success in 2019. And Clinton McCoy, Clinton M. McCoy is our guest today, and he is a mindset coach, an author, as well as a physical trainer who had a troubling background, but yet turned his life around utilizing some of the tools and some of the disciplines that he's going to be sharing in today's interview. So thank you for joining me and let's go ahead and hop into the interview and we'll be back towards the end of the interview to share more with you. I'm so excited. I'm here on location actually in Atlanta or right outside of Atlanta in Riverdale, Georgia, here with colleague, friend who I met about a year ago named Clinton McCoy. And Clinton and I are going to just have a conversation about mindset. He has a great program that he's been sharing via social media. And I want to have a quick conversation with him as well as share this on this week's podcast. So Clinton, welcome to the Marquis Brain Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. Awesome. Clinton, I always like to have all my guests to share a little bit about themselves so that the audience can kind of begin to connect with you in the interview. Oh, well, well, my name is, I like to say Clinton M. McCoy. That's how I brand myself. I am someone whose mission in life is to be able to help people break the chains of their past so they can unlock the doors to their future. Um, 
I believe that we all have a greatness inside of us. And most of us have been conditioned to not be able to see that so that we're living an average life. And I'm just on a, on a mission to try to change that. Awesome, awesome. You know, one of the things that I, I definitely enjoy when I watch your videos is that you're always wanting to, you know, move people to a new, higher level of thinking. You know, where did that passion come from in helping people to really move to that higher level of thinking and work on their mindset? Well, it came from my experiences and from someone who took the longer road in life, you know, raised good, but I, you know, I was younger and dumber and I thought I was ready to be grown when I was 15. So I left home. One of my stupidest decisions that I made, uh, but I left home, hit the street, went pretty much straight downhill till I was about 30. One of the things that was um, key to me being able to change was not my, not my mindset. See, because a lot of people talk about mindset, mm -hmm. but it was my perspective. It was the way that I saw things. It was the way that I thought about things, the way that I processed, processed information and things around me that allowed me to really be able to make that change. So even in my book, The Reverse Effect, The Seven Life-Changing Principles, one of the things that I talk about, well, the first life-changing principle is changing your perspective, broadening your perspective, not just changing it. Mm -hmm. um, so that helped dig me out of a super deep hole, and I know that it will help other people, especially if their hole might not be as deep. So. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your big background and, and how some of these processes that you've placed in your life or put in place in your life have really helped you to to shift or transition your life. So let's let's talk just a little bit about that your background as far as things that you've had to go through and endure in order to arrive to today. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I left home when I was 15. That lead, that led me to being expelled from school in the ninth grade. No side of identity. Uh, led me to wanting to be in a gang. That led to cocaine use when I was 15. That lasted until I was about 30. Cocaine, alcohol, all the good stuff that comes along with that. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of uh, hurt people, um, family and friends. So those are the downs and the ups were, are the things that I've been able to do since then. I'm, I'm about to be 46 um, this month. So in the last 15 years, I've been able to do a lot to be able to help other people change, help myself change. So a lot of that fuels what I do now. A lot of your background fuels. A lot of the background, a lot of what I do not want to be defined as. So one of the reasons that I use my whole name when I, use, when I brand myself, when I put myself out there is Clinton and McCoy. Because one of the things that I do is I want to be identified with greatness and as a leader that has helped other people be able to make big shifts and transformations inside their lives. Tell us a little bit about your book that you wrote. How many books have you written? I've only written one book, okay. but it, I've written two, but I put them inside one book. Okay. And what's the title of the book again? The title of the book is called The Reverse Effect, The Seven Life Changing Principles, Helping People Break the Chains of Their Past so They Can Unlock the Doors to Their Future. Breaking the chains of your past so that you can unlock the doors of your future. How does our past sometimes, or how do people allow their past to hinder them from moving forward? Well, a lot of times people allow, and sometimes people don't even really have a choice because they lack the awareness to see the binds, the chains that bind them 
to processes that's not working for them. Uh, when I tell people I helped them break the chains of their past, the first thing people think is the negative things that happen. But more often than not, people are actually stuck in happy past. You know, you had a ha we were friends for one year, but in the last 15, you haven't done anything to align to friendship with me. Matter of fact, you've been part of the callus to hold me back. People mm -hmm. get stuck there. Uh, old ways of thinking. Somebody else said that this is how you should believe, think, act, love, hate, um, define success, how your happiness might should look. People get stuck inside those chains of their past. And of course, the negative things inside of our past. Um, one of the things I talk about in my book is as a child, how I went through sexual abuse and physical abuse and how I bottled that up, or so I thought. And that came out in anger, rage, bitterness that lasted from when I was 15 to 30 when I had to finally ask myself, Clint, what are you mad at? Because yes, those things happened. But those things happened when I was five. They happened when I was 11. The, end, the negative energy that fueled my actions now only came from me at that point. And I think that's what a lot of people don't want to admit when they are using their past and blaming their past for not allowing them to get to where they want to get to. Not excusing the events, but you know, there's a difference between an emotion and a feeling, and a lot of people might not. They probably think that they're the same thing. Emotion is the energy that registers to us. This registers to us, oh, this should be fear, or this should be happy, or this should be sad. But when we make it a feeling, an elevated feeling, it's something that we choose to hold on to. So we can have something that made us sad happen 10 years ago, but us, that's the emotion. That's usually gone. We hold on to that for the next 10 years, and that really messes people up, not just from an, a mental standpoint, but from a biochemical standpoint. And I kind of talk about these things inside my book, because um, one of the things that I like to say is, is I'm an empathic spiritual scientist. An empathic spiritual scientist. scientist. Explain that just a little bit. I'm very sensitive and attuned to energies, especially attack. Um, that's the empath part. Um, the spiritual part is I'm always trying to uplift myself and other people around me, move us to, I don't even want to say a higher level, because I don't know if higher, up or downer, or left or right is even a real thing, except for our terminology, just to a, a conscious level of being in tune and aware of our potential. To me, that's what spirituality is. And of course, the scientist part, I'm not about the woo-woo. You know, I, I need empirical evidence. I like, I believe in repeatable results. If it worked for only 5% of the time, that I'm not saying it's not a real thing. I'm just not betting on it, you know, unless I have no choice. So yeah, I put all those things together to kind of define my state of being and, and how I view things. So let's hit on uh, briefly those seven steps in the book, but if you want, detail on the seven steps you'll definitely have to get the book and we'll explain and share with you how you can do that but step number one okay they're principles okay so that's their seven life-changing principles which i evolved to be in habit okay. um, it's broadening your perspective awesome so broadening your perspective meaning that you have to see things differently or look at it differently because it's not always what it seems to be right yeah. and not just differently you got to look more of things so I have a viewpoint, a way that I see things and process things. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to understand that your viewpoint is just as real as mine. Right. Um, say if I'm Christian, I have to believe that the way that I've learned to believe my belief is just as valid for someone else that was raised Taoist, Buddhist, Hindu, Catholic, Gnostic, Wiccan, 
whatever you might, I have to broaden my perspective and say that their reality is just as real. Doesn't mean that I have to abide by it. Okay. So. Principle number two. Mindset. Um, Developing effective mindsets that align to the achievement of your goals. Mindset. To develop. Effective. Effective. Mindset. Mindset. That aligns to the achievement of your goal. So that's, that's good because a lot of times we create goals, but we don't know whether or not they are in alignment or we don't always create goals that are in alignment with what our mindset is. Yes. And or so, effective. Or effective. And so we want to <laughs> so. make sure that we have an effective mindset to some degree before we start creating goals. Because yes. we want to make sure that it's in correct alignment yes. in order to achieve that goal. Because who, who wants to create a goal that you don't achieve? Yeah. And then, then that's when you set your mind in the autopilot. A lot of people mistake mindset and perspective as the same thing. You know, the perspective is like the overall strategy that you have. Mm-hmm. The mindset is the tactic. So we football, we just say football. That's what I talk about inside my book. Um, the coach has the overall perspective. The mindset for what you, how you want to win the game. We've got to get more points or we're going to play defense. The mindset is the, stra- is the tactic that we put into place. Are we going to run the ball more? You know, are we going to pass on this down? So when we set our mind to something, then that's, that's like the – the direct, the driving agent to the direction that we want to go, which is different than understanding where we want to go. Okay. So, Principle number three. Um, self-acceptance. Self-acceptance. Explain that just a little bit. Um, most people, to the studies, to the numbers, are not happy with themselves because they do not accept themselves for who they are. Mm. Um, and before you can even accept yourself for who you are, here comes the painful task of figuring out who are you. For you, not because Thomas Aquinas said this, not because mama said this, grandmama said you should be like this, school, TV, whatever says you should be whoever. Accepting yourself for who you are with all your perfectness. I don't believe in um, imperfection or flaws in us. I think those are languages that, or you could say spells that we cast on ourselves. Not to say that we're infallible, not to say that we don't have a lot to learn, but I believe everything that makes me up at this moment is perfectly me. If not, I wouldn't be the me that I am at this moment. That's good. So I got to accept myself. I got to accept my decisions. I got to accept, you know, what went wrong and what didn't go right. Good, good. Principle number four. Self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. So self-acceptance. Yes. Then we got to have self-forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, once we get a little age on us, but we've done some dumb, I I don't know how, (laughs) this might be PG, but we've done some, you know, some, the learning curve of life. Mm -hmm. Um, When at the time when we potentially made certain decisions, we felt that that choice was valid. Mm -hmm. But over time, we might not, and then we beat ourselves down on it. Man, I wish I would have did this or that. Now we got the forgiveness because self-forgiveness is the key to being able to forgive someone else. Mm-hmm. If you think you can forgive someone else, but you can't forgive yourself. Self-forgiveness is very important in the maturation process and in the healing process. It's very difficult for you to forgive others mm-hmm. without forgiving yes. yourself. It always starts at home first. Always. And I, one thing I want to add on that is when I, so when I talk about forgiveness, when you're able to forgive yourself for certain things, you no longer need closure from someone else. Mm. So when people often ask me, how did you get past 
the things that happened to you as a child or the things that you did, the mistakes that you did, I got to a point where I just had to give everything a blanket pardon. Okay. I'm not saying you're not guilty. I'm not saying you didn't do it, but all you're free. I don't need an explanation from you. I don't need, how crazy does this sound? I'm sitting here mad and devastated over my life for what you did to me 20 years ago, and you probably don't even remember my name. How many people do that, though? A lot. I just want forgiveness, and they somewhere having all type of fun. Mm -hmm. That's right. I just, I don't have the energy for that. Principle number five. Courage. Courage. Gotta have courage. To do all these other things, to broaden your perspective, the way we've been conditioned to think and view things, and then tell somebody else, I'm not Christian. Oh, I'm not Muslim. Or... I like men, or I like women, or I am Republican, or Democrat, or whatever it is. Broaden that perspective to get a mindset that's going to take you where you want to go that might be against the grain. To accept yourself, to forgive yourself, to forgive other people, like your pardon. To go after goals and dreams that you see vividly inside your mind, but everybody else laughs at you. That's right. It takes courage to... Be true to yourself. It takes courage to live an authentic life. It takes courage to stay in your lane and walk out your path and walk out your journey to be who you believe you are called to be and that's not hard. what everybody else is wanting to mold you into becoming. And that's hard. It's very you know how many people say things like, oh, I just be me. I just like, <laughs> you lying. Yeah. And I could point, I could show you how you are. See, I don't just like to, like a, I'm the scientist part. I'm not going to just tell someone that what you said does not align to your behaviors, right. to your expressed behaviors. And so, yeah. Principle number six. Um, become an opportunist. Now, I break down inside the book the root what opportunist really meant. So look them up to the word opportune in Latin, where it comes from, as someone who creates favorable um circumstances to achieve what they want to achieve. Now, a newer language, when it got to Middle English and further, they threw on it in a negative way. Mm -hmm. But to the original root word of opportunist, is someone that just creates favorable circumstances. And who doesn't do that? Yeah. See, we've been, a lot of times, the tools that it really takes to free us and achieve great things, we've been conditioned to believe the negative parts of them. Like to be an opportunist, I gotta wanna hurt you. Listen, people ask me all the time, my well, women, if we're going out on a date, so what do you like to do for fun? I like to win. What's your goals to win? What's your goals I like to win. But I want to win, but not at the expense of someone else hurting themselves or something to lose. Right. You know, I, I want things to go my way, but not at the expense of whatever you believe you believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, so, but yeah, that's it, to become an opportunist. I'm, Strategist. A lot of people don't like the word strategist, but there's no difference than strategist and intentional okay. to me. See, we can be supposed to be very intentional about everything we do, but if we put strategy behind it, people think that you're out to manipulate and destroy people. But the Bible says we need to be accountable down to our very thought mm -hmm. if we want to become the master of our circumstances. Thought, thought level. Thought level. That's... You know, we, don't think about, we don't think about <laughs> that too much, right? No. Our thoughts first create. Yes. We, you know, and the Bible talks about you sin first here. Yes. Before you physically actually do it. Exactly. So that's good. And then principle number seven. Understanding the principle of purpose. 
understanding the principle of purpose. You know, one of my favorite quotes is from Dr. Miles Monroe, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. He says that the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose. Mm. Life that simply has no direction. Moreover, life's greatest failure is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Mm. <laughs> Those are two good ones. Two good ones. So the principle of purpose. Yes. So for me, what I learned is that a lot of people, another misconception and, and uh, misdirection of, of success principles, a lot of people think their purpose, some from where out, hey, this is going to be what you are meant to do. And it's a person, place, or thing, or idea. For me, I learned to understand that purpose is just an energy source. It's like a river to me. Uh, once I learn to understand that principle, I can scoop out of it and make any purpose that I want to do something. Like I go to the gym. I've did personal training for five years. I will say 90% of the people that I've trained, that I've talked to, know that Clint does not like working out. But the actions and the behavior doesn't. Do, doesn't. But... To have a, a, a to perform in the top fifteen percent of high achievers, taking care of your body and doing some type of physical purposeful movement almost every day if you can is key. At least that's what they say. Right. They seem successful to me. I'm going to follow their formula and see what they do. But I don't have to like it. But my purpose is one of my main goals is to be a healthy ninety plus. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm just going to hope and wish and hope for luck. I gotta follow certain things to do it. So that purpose drives me. And of course I want everything to work like I want it to work too. Doesn't mean it's gonna turn out that way. Um, I don't like writing. Um, I have I'm dyslexic, I don't spell good at all. If I write four sentences, there's gonna be a misspelled word. No, uh, it won't be backwards, but I don't know if I'm dyslexic, but that's I've always got misspelled <laughs> yeah. words. I don't know the word might be backward, but inside the word will be backward. Right. So I might have H V E. Okay. Or something like that. So we can continue. But part of my purpose said that I needed to write this book. Mm. You know, so, but I, I developed the purpose of it. This is why I am doing it. So that putting all these seven principles together is the foundational underfuel to be able to manifest and achieve pretty much anything that I can see with clarity okay. inside my mind. Because it doesn't mean I have to start out with clarity. But once I can see it crystal clear in my mind, because that energy source, it's real. I believe that every thought that everyone has is a potential reality. What's lacking is the fuel that it takes to charge it, to manifest it into a physical reality. So um, that's, that's it. That's what I think, the power, the power of purpose. So combining these seven life-changing principles, and then in the, so that's the beginning part of the book. That's the personal development part. Uh, now towards the middle, I start getting at how do we apply these things to transforming our life the way that we want it. So I talk about, you know, tips for success, why most people fail. And then, of course, my story feels throughout the book. So the book is not about my story. I use my story in the book to be able to show people this is what, where I was at at this point. Mm-hmm. I applied this one here, and this is how this happened. This is where I was at here. I applied this one or these three here. And this is what happened. So we just really wanted to give you a taste of the book. And so we talked about the principles. In order for you to get the application, you'll need to buy the book. So let's let everyone know what the name of the book is again. 
Um, the book is The Reverse Effect, The Seven Life-Changing Principles. How to Break the Chains of Your Past so you can unlock the doors to your future. And we can get that book where? You can get it on Amazon or you can buy it directly from me for $5 more than the Amazon price and I will ship it to you for free. All right, and we'll be right back right after this brief commercial break, and we'll just do some rapid-fire questions before we end today's interview. Did you know that adding promotional products into the mix of your marketing initiatives can increase the effectiveness of your brand by up to 44%? Using promotional products is a great way to break the ice with a potential customer, as they'll be more likely to listen to what you'll have to say. If you can get their attention and keep it, you probably have the power to follow through with the sale. That's why I use Logo My Logo for all of my promotional products. If you're ready to take your brand to the next level and get the attention of your next potential customer, then use Logo My Logo for all your promotional products. Just go to the number 2 logomylogo.com. That's the number 2 logomylogo.com and just let them know Markeith sent you. Welcome back to the Markeith Gray Podcast. I'm excited to be interviewing Clinton M. McCoy in his home. He so was gracious to allow me to do this interview this week while I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia. So Clinton, just these questions are just some rapid fire questions I always like to ask mm-hmm. guests just to kind of get a response so people can uh, hear your heart and hear what it is that you have to say. And so why entrepreneurship? I don't have a choice. Don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. Um, based on the choices that I made when I was when I was younger, like I said, I've been through the system multiple times. Um, it is unlikely for I'm like I said, the scientist part. I'm going to bet on the numbers. It is unlikely that somebody is going to pay me for what I make now for the information and knowledge that I have. What's your favorite thing to do with your free time? Work on my purpose, work on my goals. Work on your purpose and work on your... I don't have free time. Don't have free time? Not yet. I can't afford it. Okay. What is your favorite hobby? I can't afford hobbies. Can't afford hobbies. Everything that I do, I transform. I hate to use qualified like everything, so let me back up. Mostly everything that I do, I create an income stream from it. Fair, fair. Like my photography and everything like that. I don't, I don't take pictures for... Favorite food? I'm not sure if I have one. I'm not sure if you have a favorite food. But what do you find yourself eating often? I have a plant-based diet. Okay. So I, I don't eat meat. I like meat. Um, I wish I could eat a lot of meat, cake, ice cream, cookies, and candies. Because I, I do like sweet stuff. Okay. Um, I can't afford it. I can't afford as it aligns to the goals that I want to achieve. So I guess they would say I'm vegan. Favorite place that you have traveled to date? I don't know if I have one. I like everything. No favorite place that you've traveled to date? No, because I'm comparing it to when I go to Africa and India, so I'm waiting to see how those stack up. I can't, I know this sucks, but I can't, you know, I don't know if I, I right now I process okay. in, in that type of way. Who is one person that you highly regard that you would like to meet but haven't? Can I pick two? Sure. Oprah and Obama. Okay. Tell us why. Um, both those two individuals have achieved great things in their life, um, made major impacts, have transformed the way other people potentially 
view their their reality to the future. Just like we say, uh, ten years ago, if you could have asked any eight year old black child, um, could you be president? They'd probably say no. For the people that feel that Obama didn't do anything or whatever they, however their viewpoint is on it, that right there alone, being able to put this inside of a black child's mind or female, black child, man or female, that you could be the president of the United States, that was big. Um, Oprah is just so in tune. She's a game changer for a lot of people. Um, she's a beacon to be able to show people that you don't have to have a certain set of beliefs or ideology to achieve major success and help other people transform their lives. Five years from now, Clinton and McCoy will be what? I don't really process like that because I don't I don't like to say where I will be five years from now because I think that puts limitations on the possibilities that I can be anywhere. And I write about that actually inside my book. That's why I don't use time as a mandatory variable for the goals that I want. I replace time with effort and realistic with faith and belief. If there was one book that you would highly recommend a person to read for their personal development, what one book, one book would that be? If they can process it, they can grow rich. They can grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Yes. Awesome. And there's also a, a black version up here. They can grow rich. A black choice. A black choice. Black choice. Dr. I actually, I actually, actually, I heard Marquise talk about this on one of his broadcast trainings, and I went out and got the book then. It's a good book. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Clinton, I thank you for being a part of this week's podcast. Tell the listening audience where they could find you via social media or your website and how they can contact you. Okay, you can find me um, pretty much Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Google website. Just type in my name, Clinton M. McCoy, and you'll be able to find me there. And... I offer a lot of different things to be able to help people. So one of the titles that if I used one, I would use is I would say I'm a master life and content monetization strategist. I show people how to maximize on their life and then transfer that into a way that generates income for them. So for them. Yeah, that's what they can just find me. If they just type my name in, Clinton M. McCoy, in the Google browser, one step leads to another. But definitely Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn. Thanks, Clint, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I want to thank you for joining me today for another episode. I am ecstatic that you took the time out to listen to today's episode. And while you are here, I want to invite you to my private Facebook group called Digital Brandpreneur. All you have to do is go to Facebook and search in the search bar Digital Brandpreneur. This is a closed private Facebook group that you will have to request, but I would love for you to be a part of the group. The group is all about teaching and helping individuals to grow their personal brand, either as a business or to leverage their personal brand to market a business that they have. I'm a firm believer that personal branding is an evergreen type of business, that you have the opportunity to leverage your skill set to leverage your expertise, to create opportunity and a business for yourself. So I invite you to join me in Digital Brandpreneur by searching in Facebook, Digital Brandpreneur. I look forward to you joining me next week for another episode of the Marquis Brayton Podcast, which is always uploaded every 
Tuesday morning. Every Tuesday morning in 2019, you will have a brand new podcast episode, as well as every Friday, we will have the Free Your Mind Friday episode, which is about a five to 10 minute episode just to encourage you, to inspire you, and to share some content with you that will help you to realize your fullest potential and continue along your journey of greatness. Once again, thank you for joining me and we will talk to you on next week.